Oh my. No my. Haere mai. And welcome to Two Tudu Podcast with your host. Fine. And Crave. Kia ora, kia ora. Today is a very good day. Last week we had uh, one of the original Braves on. This time we've got another OG right back from 2018. I'm going to let Crave introduce him, this great man. Let him know who they are, bro. Fano, let's introduce this man. He's a muscle man as it is. So let's go through his titles. We got here our beefy baseball boy. We got the strongest man from P-Town. A man that punched the door and lost. The Samoan Korg. <laughs> Fine thought he was my brother. <laughs> Studville's only redeeming factor. The personal trainer for the Braves. And a man doing the Masters so boring, it can put you to sleep. <laughs> Let's put our hands together for Tyler Eagley. Come to sleep. Hey, my very welcome. Welcome. I, I tell you what, tell you what. That introduction hits every time on the Spotify. It's a whole different ball game in person. Holy. Thank you for having me. How are you, bro? How are you doing? Yeah, doing we, good? we good, we good. Mean. Just chilling. That's the way. Um, we're going to give you this time to introduce yourself to uh, not only us, but the, the listeners as well. The floor is yours, bro. Let them know who you are, what you got going on, and we'll get underway. Contrary to popular belief, I am not Māori. I'm Samoan, okay? Just get that straight. I hail from the best town in the lower North Island, also known as Pudirua. Wait. Uh, yeah, studied with these two. Well, not even studied, these two are way behind. <laughs> well, Wait, whoa. that's a bit of a that's a bit of a sad one now. I don't, I don't know. know if it goes to plan, I might have my PhD by the time the bro over there finishes his degree. But vile, <laughs> vile, vile. I'm posting that, but vile. Keep shitting on him, it's funny. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, we good. That's pretty much it. Master's student. Mm. Power lift the strong man. If you need a towing company, I pay charge feed. <laughs> need me to move a fridge or move a car, do anything. Just give me food, we'll be safe. Mean bro. Well, welcome to the space, brother. Welcome to the space. Well, brother, let's let's begin the let's begin rolling the ball. Tell us about what life was like back in P Town. Oh, did you grow up in P Town? Did you grow up in P Town all your life or were you from Samoa and come come here or tell us about the early days in your life? The early days, what a time. So, yeah, born and raised Pudurua, not actually from stock, you know. If I know someone, I am not, oh, I am, I'm plastic as shit though. You know, that's why everyone thinks I'm Māori. Kōrero Māori and everything, nada. Went to white high school, played on the sport, that's pretty much it. Here we are, first mm. in the whānau to make it to uni. You're the first? Yeah, only the second to finish high school even. Good oh. stuff, good stuff. The first being... My auntie, mean, mean, bro. Dang, I don't even, I don't even know that. That's on. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna carry on by, um, we're going to want you to explain something, okay? We, we here at Two Thirty would love having our guests um explain certain things to us. So here, we're gonna show the cam first. Could you explain, please, your thoughts on what this image is, <laughs> 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 and um, when was it taken and what's it for? Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot this existed. 
Um, so growing up, you know, back in the day, people didn't have phones to take photos. So we'd all be going into the professional take portraits with the whanau. <laughs> I think that's what that's just, that's about. This was before beard, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I look like an elf with those ears. <laughs> elf leg. Yeah. The last time in my life I wore long pants because then my legs got fat. Mm, mm. That's I'm pretty sure that's a whanau portrait day. Well, yeah. that that's oh, that's really good that you were able to. Um, to remember such a, a memory from a long time ago. When oh, I mean, I've got a big enough head, you think I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm um, carrying on. Uh, brother, can you keep explaining to us about um, what life was like being in Puridua and being a, a Samoan confused as a Māori? Um, it was always interesting because I went to the, you know, Pākehā High School, Pākehā schools. So I was always that brown, that big brown kid, mm. you know, Typical, played rugby. Believe it or not, I was actually so big and intermediate that I wasn't allowed to play rugby. So I played football as a goalkeeper. <laughs> not only because I took up half the goal, <laughs> but, you know, I like to think I was fairly skillful, mm. graceful, if you will. Mm, finesse. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. I tell myself. Yeah, kia ora, kia ora. But no, yeah, I, they probably just put me there because I was fat. I went right and took up half the goal. <laughs> Easy. Were you, were you any good at football, bro? I mean, I went back to rugby in high school, so I think that answers your question. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And quite a rugby player you are, actually. I, it's our understanding uh, that you climbed the ranks in high school for rugby quite fast, and you even got a uh, an opportunity to play kind of professionally, eh? Yeah, more or less. You want to tell us about that, bro? Um, sure. It would have been in high school, I think. I cracked the first 15 when I was 14, so year 11. You know, I'm the young buck. Yeah. Would have been, yeah. First year rugby, played a league at the same time. I would have been 2016. I cracked the under-16 Kiwis for league. But then made I got player of the tournament at Māori Rugby League Nationals. Funny story <laughs> about that. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that then, bro. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, next year, made the under-18 high performance, then got injured. And haven't played since. Oh, we love it. So you had a, you would say that you had had a really strong love for rugby. I do, yes, so I did. Mm. But now I love TV weights for fun. And for fun. <laughs> well, that's such a drastic change. Uh, why did you go from playing rugby and having such a strong passion in it to switching to strongman and weightlifting? Well, because the injury that killed me was concussions. I got a few concussions within a short span to the point doctors actually said it should have killed me. Luckily, it didn't because, you know, we're here now. Hard. So we we good. We good. Gilda. Still get headaches when people slap me in the head, but that's all right. Um, But I just thought, you know, big, got enough kind of strength potential, but I never really trained to that for sports. I could stay kind of speedy and mobile. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, shit, no, I'm big enough. Just give this a crack. I'm the same size as Eddie Hall, and if you don't know who Eddie Hall is, he's the first man to have ever deadlifted 500 kilo. You're the same size as Probably the not the beast. same weight. We're the same height. And I thought, if he can do it, I can do it too. So here we are. Dang. Mm. Well, um, it, from how you described your, your background, um, you would say that you had a, a very committed love to rugby? No, I've got a funny story about that, actually. Would have been under 12s. Sunday morning in Cannons Creek, <laughs> the best place. <laughs> <laughs> playing under 12s rugby for the St. George Dragons. Mm. 
And it was, you know, Sunday, so my mum was hungover. Let's go. No, didn't want to take me. I played like shit, dropped every ball, missed every tackle, got back in the car. Holy. Hey. This is what me and my mum call the talk, because I've never had the talk. This was, she cussed me out fully. I'm crying in the back seat. My stepdad at the time, you know, taking the scenic route home. <laughs> and the entire time she's like, you know, you're so shit. Why the fuck are we wasting our time on you? We could just be, you know, be in bed. Why go play soccer if you're going to be this bad? You know, do something else with their time. Stop wasting our money. Damn. And that was kind of the, you know, the switch that flicked. And I'm like, nah, screw this. And yeah, four years later, I made the under sixteen Kiwis. Mm. Fuck, unreal. So that at that point in time, um, it flipped the switch for you to to fucking smash it. Yeah, well, at that point, I was still at intermediate, so I was still playing football. Yeah, but you know, I was like, oh no, I reckon I can do this. But no, mum made me go back to rugby. And here we are. Wow. Full circle. Full circle. Well, I'm assuming also you had a lot of friends whilst you were playing rugby that grew up with you, they were the same age, that developed at around the same time? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I've got a few mates now, you know, through all those systems. I've got a few mates in the NRL, Super Rugby, whatnot. Mm. Um, I have an interesting question for you. Do, you. do you feel that um, because of your, your sudden injury that uh, you're... Uh, you're upset with where you could have been looking at all your peers that were around you. Could do you, do you have any emotional connection to what it would have been like uh, having that what what if question in your mind? I mean, well, it's been five years now. Like for the first maybe year or two, definitely. You know, it was the whole like I was so close, was on cusp of contracts. You know, the typical. You know, if I didn't get injured. You know, that whole cliche. What would happen, yeah. Yeah, what would have mm. happened. But then at the same time, I was like, I've still got every other sport I can play. It's just not rugby. Because, you know, I grew up playing everything. Mm. Playing football, played hockey for a bit. Mm. That was a, you know, grassroots at primary school. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, bro. Played that indoor football, played uni hockey. Fucking mm. hell. All-rounder, bro. like to think so. Um, I just want to go back to your, your uh, the, the point in your time when you got injured but you ended up picking it back up now at uni and you're, you're smashing it. I just want to ask if there are any uh, any words of wisdom that you ended up picking up over your over your lifetime that kind of pushed you to be like this amazing fucking giant that you are today, bro. I don't know. I guess it was always just uh, back yourself and everything's always going to work out in the end. That was always that saying from day one because, you know, finally growing up, didn't have a lot of money, you know, typical. Mm. And it's like, you know, pretty much what was a single parent home, three kids or four kids now. It was, yeah, money was tight and everything was always like, what the hell's going to happen? But everything always worked out. Yeah, here we are. Mm. Yeah, everything's always going to work out. You might be stressed as shit right now, but in a couple of months, you'll be all good. Mean. Back yourself. Back yourself. Back yourself and you'll be on. That's gone. Words of wisdom, bro. Words uh, of wisdom. Um, that's quite interesting that you brought it up. Uh, could you... Could you please explain to me uh, the connection that you had with your mother and how, um, how, from my understanding, she had you at such a young age and how she was quite harsh on you, but to develop you. Could you please develop yeah. on that, please? You know, being oldest child, mum conceived me when she was 15, had me born when she was 16. Oh. So, you know, mum's, mum's not that old. She's not even 40 yet. I think she's 40 next year. So like, you know, it was quite interesting being so young, but like, we've kind of talked about it lately, actually. 
Like we kind of got bored up together because she was still so young. I was young, mm. you know, the guinea pig, if you will. Mm. But she had no idea what she was doing. But yeah, we made it work. Yeah. And like, it did suck because there were times, like, especially when I got injured, there was one time I actually broke my shoulder. I was on the sideline, just chilling. Didn't know I'd broken my shoulder. She's catching me out, like, get the fuck back on the field. Like, <laughs> stop, stop being a pussy kind of buzz, you know. Just thinking that I was just being soft. Because, mm. you know, that's not how we're raised. We're not raised to be soft. Mm. But then, um, yeah, she told my coaches I was just being soft, made me go back and play the next three weeks with a broken shoulder. But we didn't know that, of course. Yeah. It just sucked. And yet went to the physio on my own. Didn't even tell her I went. And then yet got an x-ray, a nut, broken shoulder. And you just pushed through it. Didn't really get much of a choice she made me. Yeah. Unreal. And it was the same thing with my concussion, actually. like I got concussed initially. But she could, didn't kind of believe me, so she made me go back to trainings and everything. But I was just being soft with all my headaches and stuff, and yet took more head knocks, and here we are. Oh. But I mean, at the same time, like it's a blessing and a curse because it's like it sucked, but in hindsight, it's like she was trying to make me be the best I could be. Mm. Mm. Like mm. She didn't want me to stop. She wanted me to keep pushing and keep going, no matter how hard it was. Be the best, yeah. Be the best you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, um, just to switch off of that, we got a we got another thing that we would love you to explain. Oh, okay, on. so here is image number two. So this is a photo of you <laughs> going for a swim. <laughs> Could you please explain your thoughts? Gee, during I'm not even lie, I forgot these photos existed. <laughs> I think this was about the same time I got stung by B for the first time. Oh, um, <laughs> As you can see, I'm missing a few teeth. <laughs> so I'd say we're, what, eight, nine? I remember this house too. It was like a, we had a long driveway that went under the house and there was like a group, like a flat under our house. Mm. And we had a pool in the backyard, so that would have been this pool. Mm. You know, the classic no teeth smile. And that, my friend, <laughs> is why you will never see me smile with my teeth again. <laughs> it's because of this. If you see me smile with my teeth, just tell me to close my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just fuck oh, me that's dad. a bit harsh, bro. Huh. Trust me, my teeth are no straighter than water in this photo. <laughs> 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 I know gay people straighter than these teeth, my guys. Oh, 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 that's hell. a liner. That that'll be available on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> that was on. That was on. That was on. That was good shit. Oh well. Um. Well. Uh. Let's let's continue on. So we've we've done a lot of your early years now, Seems brother. Like could it. you could you please explain what life was like in high school at Tawa College? At Tawa College, um, funny story. I think there was actually stabbing there yesterday, like legit. Bro, I'm going there this Friday. No, I'm I'm pretty. There was a news article literally last night that there was a stabbing at the school last night. It's upsetting, and I hope that the families yeah. of those affected um are looked after appropriately and um. I hope that rightful justice is given to those. Indeed. Yeah, hard. Like, I hope everyone's all good. But oh. I know I'm still quite close with a lot of the staff members at that school. So yeah. it's, you know, quite scary to see. Man. But high school, yeah, you know, it's typical with a big brown kid that's coming from Pudurua. Because technically, Tower College is, a, is not in Pudurua. It's mm. like, the, like the northern Wellington boundary. Yeah. So, you know, I'm the outer zone kid catching the school bus every day. <laughs> You know, walking, getting off the school bus, getting some $2 chips and then walking up the stairs to mm. burn it off. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly, I did not burn it off. 
beat me to it, bro. You beat me to it. Um, were you hit boy? No, nah, I was a prefect though. Mean. You know, I wasn't really the, the smartest, but I was always quite athletic. So I was, uh, you know, sports training every day before school, after school. Mm. I was a solid merit student. Mm. Not quite the Good academic stuff. that I am now. Mm. But it was like, I always knew I was going to go to uni. Yeah. But I was actually always going to go to Otago. Whoa. Ooh. All the way up until year, t- until year 13, actually. I was like, oh, sweet, I'm going to go to Otago, do physiotherapy, all that kind of buzz. And, and now you're at Waikato. Yeah, but then I realised, I'm like... Actually, I don't want to do physio. That shit's boring. <laughs> Wait, just just in contrast to that, what's your masters on? Um, the simple explanation of sports psychology. Mm. A little bit more in detail is I look at how you can influence memory consolidation to help people learn better while they sleep. Dang, we'll we'll get onto that shortly. But I just wanna I wanna tra- um, track back to your time at Tower College. There was a teacher there um, that kind of influenced you in such a way. Um, he gave you. Um, some tools to excel in the fields that you do. And I'm talking about your dear PE teacher. Um, I, so I, w- I want to give the Rako to you to talk about him, bro, because mm-hmm. the stories that you've told us are quite inspiring, uh, especially what he has given you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's a bit of a tough subject to talk about because he, unfortunately, may he rest in peace, he passed away in a motorcycle accident in late 2019. Mm-hmm. And, like, it sucked, but it was something he'd done every year. So if you don't know, he raced at the Isle of Man, which is quite notorious for being such a dangerous race. So it's over in the British Isles, kind of off the coast of England. But he's an Englishman, you know, typical. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just a great guy. You know, like, things were quite rough at home for me for a couple of years. You know, oldest child, school stress, sports stress, standard. Mm. And, um... Yeah, he kind of just took me under, like, so I said that I had trainings before schools, so I was never much of a runner, clearly, but he, him and I ran the school running group together, we called it, a, or it was called AM Mayhem, so I kind of joined in year 12, year 11, no, it was year 12, when I was in the first 15, because I wanted to get fit, because I was fat, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, just from there, he was my PE teacher, he was the Kia coach, and it got to a point, when I was leading into my training for the under-16 Kiwis camps. That he'd actually, um, instead of going for the runs, he'd give me his school key and let me go free, grab whatever I wanted from the school gym, done my training. And, you know, he'd kind of just chilled out. It, there was even a couple of times we'd go um, hiking together outside of school, just chilling. Mm. But yeah. Would you say it was like a, a rock for you? Like it was a, a cornerstone to your development? Yeah, I guess so. Because, I mean, <coughs> I haven't had a whole lot of male influence in my life growing up. So he was kind of, he filled that spot. Essentially, mm. if you could, if you could let him know one thing right now, bro, what would it be? Um, I did it. I always mm. promised him that I was gonna graduate from uni because he. So coming from Portugal, I was it's like, you know, with him having such a young mum too, I was never meant to make it, you know. Um, yeah, mm. he gave me the reference I needed. They got me the DV Bryant scholarship. Mm. And that was the whole reason I was actually able to come to uni, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to come. Mm. So I was like, you know, he gave me that one thing on top of everything else he gave me that got me here, but he never got to see me finish. But we'd finished, so. I'm sure he's got to see you, bro. Yeah, he's he's still here. He's still seeing you. What was his name? Chris Swallow. Chris Swallow. Shout out to the Swallow whanau. Hara, aroha ki arato. Me. From Yorkshire. Yorkshire, man. Uh, Yorkshire pudding, yum. 
<laughs> unreal the uh the the fruit that has been bared from his his uh passion for wanting to develop you further bro and it really does show it really does show in all the mahi that you do so yeah mean aroha kiaia akitona fano hoki and to you bro for keeping his keeping his um his mana alive through the mahi you do mm. moving right along bro right, um, what we got we have another we have another pagitia oh, yeah. for you brother another one um there it is for the camera for the camera this one's quite an interesting one and uh, I, I just want to know what in <laughs> God's name is happening there. Holy shit. Um, that's Halloween. <laughs> so my final, we're quite, we don't really celebrate a lot. Like, we don't do Christmas, we don't do much. But my uncle in the photo, he's always had a thing for Halloween. So every Halloween it was always, we were that one house on the street that would decorate our house. We'd all dress up, go trick-or-treating together. And I think that happened up until we all kind of got to high school. You know, the too old kind of buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But then, you know, the younger cousins all kind of filled in our spots. So we were at the house scaring people, just giving out candy <laughs> or eating the candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your costume there? Um, I'm a vampire. Mm. You can't see that. I'm a vampire. I think my sister wanted to be a Bratz doll <laughs> or something like that. And my brother's Spider-Man. If you were to go trick-or-treating now... Who would you go as? A strong man. I went as the Crim Reaper the other couple years ago. Remember that? Mm, yes, you did. Yes, it's kind of my uh, Samoan twist on the Grim Reaper. You know, have a machete, but I got jandals on instead. So it's not <laughs> it's not very stealthy, but you know, the Grim Reaper. Mm, I'll send a photo. I'll send a photo with the link to that photo. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that was a good day. That was a good day. So um, you brought it up briefly. You said that. Um, you didn't have much male influence in your life. We, would you say that you were surrounded primarily around females? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And couldn't tell you how many mother figures I've got. Mm. Mm. How how would you say that impacted your life and your perspectives? It's always quite interesting. Like I know, I did struggle a little bit with my love life in that sense. I know he's probably going to bring that up at some point anyway. So I'm just helping you, <laughs> just loving it to us. You know, I um. With me always being around females, always did, you know, treat females right, you know, take care of them. And it got to a point where it friends owned me quite a lot. Mm. Mm. You know, like, it was always, I never really knew how to do extra. Or like, you know, be the mean, the mean guy that some girls apparently want. Yeah. Mm. Whatever that means, I guess. And yeah, but it was always just a matter of being fairly protective of most females that I'm around or... You know, coming off more as like a friend, if anything. But you know, we got there in the end. Yeah, I was just gonna say, bro, because now you have a you have a you have a beautiful partner. You're cuffed up. That is true. Cuffed up, my brother, in there as well. You are a gentleman because of the values installed by these manawahine. Mm. So I mean, I don't I don't think the world could have asked for a better gentleman, my brother. Making it, you're on. They need to be that mean guy. Nah, you exactly. are that guy. And I mean, I, I have learned a lot from these two gentlemen over the few, over the few years. They have seen me try many a time in the few years we have known each other. But in saying that, but in saying that, he has also seen us fail on countless occasions, countless occasions. Uh, so as fail well. as in getting kicked out of the rooms. Mm. Fail as in mm, can I stay at yours tonight? <laughs> Yeah, I've learned from their mistakes. Yes, there we go. There we go. There we so go. I, I learned what not to do. 
So Stella, I know you're listening. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're welcome, by the way, Stella. You're welcome. And he's always got a space in mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. good stuff. Wow, jeez. Okay, okay. Let's let's continue on. Let's continue on, brother. Your love for sports doesn't only stay with weightlifting and rugby, but you also love another sport. And that would be... That would be softball and true. baseball. Can you please tell the listeners out there why, why you love softball and baseball and what brought you to it? Um, so, yeah, growing up, mum always, mum's rule for keeping us out of the streets, essentially, was that we had to play a sport pretty much any... So we'd always have to play a summer sport, always had to play a winter sport. And that was her way of keeping us so busy we couldn't go to other, you know, pretty little things, if you will. Mm. What are those things? I don't know. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know, I mean, you could say the same from Tomodinui or Levin. <laughs> hey, it's all is, the same. This, anyway. is, this isn't featuring Craven Fine here. This is this is featuring Egg League. Featuring Egg League, bro. Yeah, anyway, back to it. <laughs> um, one year, my mum saw a news, oh, newspaper article about softball, you know, go try out T-ball. So it took me along. It was just one of those games I just fell in love with right away. Mm. Uh, what was that, six? I made my first premier team when I was like, 12, 13. Oh, yeah, my first national tournament was actually in Papakura. I was 12 playing on the Wellington under 15 dev team. Wow. And then, yeah, kind of cracked that through. Would have got to 2017, the same year I made the under 18 Kiwis training squad. I also made the junior Black Sox training squad for the Softball World Cup. Wow. Did you go? No, I got injured. Oh. Same thing. So I made the New Zealand League team, or the training squad for the New Zealand League team, made the training squad for the New Zealand softball team, both that same year. But because of my injury, I got cut from both. Every, dang. Dang, bro. Um, well, do you still dabble in a bit of softball now? Do you still dabble in a bit of softball now? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually just finished the season. I play for our Fairfield Otorohanga United, yes. known as Fu here in the Waikato. I've been the catcher for the Premier team for the last two years. I was actually the only Waikato player to be selected in the Waikato County's Manuko combined team to go to the men's nationals last year. What the heck? How do you do We it? came second to last, but that's not the point. Yeah, that's not the point, but like, well, you made moves, bro. They might have been small, but they, you made moves. How do you do it, bro? How do you keep up with all of this, like, this 100 years success, bro? Like, making, making national team isn't a, isn't a small feat at all, bro. But on top of everything else that you have, how do you how do you keep it all balanced? I honestly couldn't tell you. My brother actually asked me the same question last night. He gave me a phone call. He's like, how often do you train? I'm, like, I'm in the gym, what, five, six days a week, three hours a day. Jeez. So it's like, you know, it's a fair bit of time mm. on top of studying my master's, mm. looking after my partner. Mm. Mm. Committed to the game, And then kind of talking to you when I feel like it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mean. Unreal, bro. Unreal, it just bro. happens. It also helps having a lot of scholarships, people. You know, scholarship living. Don't have to have a job. So all I do is study and train. Don't have to go to mahi. Don't have to do anything like that. I mm. just get to live the cruisy life. Mm. Mm. What first years uh, live up and then what second years aspires to do. Anyway, uh, moving right along. Um, there's another one. There's mm. another photo here. You got a glance of it because I, I shut the bed and ended up putting it on the table. But uh, this photo here. This photo here, it's quite a, it looks like quite a sentimental photo, bro. Um, what's going on? It's an interesting photo. Um, it's a funny story. Um, the fella in this photo was my mum's partner, which would have been 12 years. Mm. 
So my mum and my biological dad split when I was like three. They got together when I was like at the start of school. And they split when I was just finishing high school, so yeah, about 12 years. Mm. Ugly, ugly breakup. Mm. So we're not about that. Yeah. But long story short, if you're going to break up with someone, don't have an affair with my softball teammate's wife. <laughs> <laughs> holy, whoa, holy, fuck. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. holy wait, fuck. Wait, 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 wait. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, holy <laughs> fuck. I, I don't. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, I tell you what. If there's any advice you take away, uh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Dang. You know, it didn't help that I was the young buck in the senior softball teams. You know, I was like twelve, thirteen, playing on like open men's teams. Yeah. But yeah, let's just mm. say some of these men in my team had partners, and now they don't. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. keep loyal to your partners, brothers and sisters out loyal there. Yeah. Keep loyal to your partners. Don't don't be like them. Be like, like be like Egg League. Be a gentleman. Yeah. Okay. So can't um, say we didn't have good times together at you know on the interim. Mm. But yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> wasn't ready for that at all. <laughs> well, speaking about loyalty, I'm going to transition into something that um you may know, and uh, so it's a story that I've been told, and I would love for you to expand off it. Um, so this individual told me that when you first went to college, you uh. You sat your mother down to have a conversation to move a curfew, am I right? From 7.30 to 8.30. And uh, they, they, <laughs> they, got a, they got a bit affected. Uh, could you please explain that story to our listeners out there? Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right through school, us three kids. So it's me and my brother and my sister. The three of us, it was always 7.30 bed. So we don't even have enough time, like, you know. It'd be have a kai, watch Shortland Street, go to sleep. But it got to a point, I was like, yeah, 13. So I was at high school, and I was still going to bed like 7, 13. I'm like, nah, screw this, can I stay up a bit later? You know, I'm old enough now. So then my mum's partner at the time, you know, old Matt Tito, he um, was like, yeah, sweet. If you can wake yourself up every morning without us waking you up, if you can make your own lunch, do breakfast, then I'll think about it. So I did that. But then oh, my brother and sister scabbed in on that. So just because I was staying up later, my mum never actually enforced them going to bed at 7.30 instead. She kind of just let them stay up later too, and it was ratchet. But, you know, this is the typical, you know, parents getting softer on the younger children bus. Mm. Mm. I'm like, bullshit, bro. Unfair. Unfair as shit. Even with our phones. I was 10, got my first phone. It was a brick. Solely for texting and calling when I caught the bus. Mm. And then my brother and sister, first phones, iPhones. Like, shots. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you had a fir- you had your first phone at ten? Yeah. Well, I had my first phone at twelve. Bro. And it was a it wasn't even like a fancy brick. It was a Nokia brick. No, I had a Nokia too. Oh, it was yes. literally just solely texting and calling. Could that, not do anything else. Good day. Eh? They were good day. Eh? And I think I got to th- it was my thirteenth birthday and my mum bought me a Blackberry. Damn. That could fo- I finally had a phone that could play music <laughs> <laughs> Rather than the turn on and off Yeah, yeah, song. no, exactly Well, uh, Do you brothers ever remember having to pay $5 for a ringtone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have that much money well, I, I, oh. I got my top-ups given to me and that's it mm. Well, we had, some, we had some good songs back on my phone Like Lollipop by Lil Wayne <laughs> No, I got to a point where I didn't actually have any texts or calls on my phone. There was like a number you had to text two degrees and it would text, so you had to like put in a number. Mm. 
So they'd be like, I put in my mum's number and it would text my mum's number. This person wants you to call them. So oh. they'd be like, I couldn't even text or call my mum. It was like, I'd text this number, they'd text her, and then she'd ring me. Yeah. Whoa. I don't even have credit. I don't, that's Gee. struggles. I don't even know that was a thing. Exactly. Had I known that, oh man, that would have saved me. God. It got pretty scary, you know, when I didn't have money for the bus and then, oh shit, my phone's about to die. Gotta stand there and just My school's a good like Two hour walk from my home <laughs> So it's just sad Yeah Yeah, yeah. Unlucky But we, I managed to convince One of my mates To put me on the bus So that's all good Nice you know, um, Well we're gonna transition From one interesting story To another uh, When you were younger You had an obsession With trains Yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can you Can you tell us Some more about that What What brought you for To the love of trains couldn't tell it to be honest. Probably just a little child thing. Mm. Had a whole set even. I remember actually there's a in Silverstream in Hutt Valley, there's like an actual like train museum and they ran like trains on weekends and stuff. And I always went out there, you know, had the wooden block whistle thing and took that mm. with me. I don't really know what got me into it to be honest. I was a child. Well, speaking of children, bro, <laughs> don't know. No, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna. I wanna, I wanna place a, a, a multiple choice question to you, and I want you to rank them. Right. I want you to rank these particular things. Actually, it's only two, and I hope you say the right one: Chuggington or Thomas the Tank Engine. Here's a childish question here: Chuggington or Thomas the Tank bro, Engine? Thomas the Tank Engine, all the way. Nice, nice. Shout out Thomas, my bro. If you were to meet any of the engines in Thomas the Tank Engine besides T Man. Who would it be? I reckon the brother Percy. Percy, Percy, Percy was the green it? one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the real like shy green one, not mm. Gordon, the big scary mm. one. I, I fucked with Gordon. Gordon was my man. It was my main man. Mm. I um I I kind of actually hated Thomas the Tank Engine on one thing. Their fucking faces scared the shit out of me <laughs> all the time. Percy's face, man. Oh God. I cried every time he came on screen, man. Shocking. And then Have you seen Thomas the Tank Engine on crack then? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what's that? No. What's that one, bro, bro? Oh, that's brother with no paint, <laughs> empty eyes, and he's all rusted. Go on skis, bro. Go on skis. I guess that's true. What they say sometimes superstars just go too high. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Thank you for that insight, bro. Thank you. Well, now we've gone from. College, we're gonna transition to uni. Oh, so your go. nickname is Eagleg. <laughs> We've already kind of told a little bit about it in the first episode, but I would love to hear it from the horse's mouth. Could you please explain why you're called Eagleg? <laughs> so what would have been? It was moving night. So you know, a week. I'm a little seventeen-year-old. Well, not little seventeen-year-old, but I was a seventeen-year-old, and me and a couple of the other girls that I live next to, Jaden and Kahu. We um, thought, because we're the three 17-year-olds, everyone else is out on the piss. Mm. So we'll go explore the campus, you know, just have a little hickory after dinner. And then, yeah, we get around to the lake by Knighton Road. We had no clue where we were, so we're like, oh, sweet, we're back on the road, all good. So we'll just walk back to the hall. Mm. And we're passing the bus stop just by outside gate two. And the next thing you know, yeah, I'm getting, we're all getting pelted by eggs. But I'm the only one that actually got hit. It was ratchet. <laughs> I think it's because I was a bigger target, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like hell. I think Kahu and Jaden actually ended up hiding behind me. <laughs> yeah, human shield. Yeah, but it was ratchet because I. So at that point in time, I had finally got a touch touch screen phone. Literally that year when I got to uni, 
I got the Samsung Galaxy S4. Oh, Let's go, Samsung. You know, in 2018, I was like seven, what, three or four generations behind. But that's okay. <laughs> that's on. Oh, that was God. all right. And they actually ended up getting my phone that was in my pocket in my leg. So that was the no phone, chuck it on the rice. Oh. But yeah, got hit in a drive-by. In a dr- I didn't even get to see who did it. It all happened so quickly. NZ drive NZ drive wise just hit differently, don't they? I'm glad. <laughs> hey, I'm from Pudjitua, my guy. The drive wise could have been so much worse. That's true. That's true. I'm from Levin, bro. So, and, and so because of that, your name is Eglig, is it? It is. It is. Oh, mate, fine over here. Deliver my speech for me. Kia ora. And I ended up winning the presidential. <laughs> <role>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bro, I'll see if I can find the original speech. Oh man, I think I got it. Yeah, bro. so do I. I didn't even write a speech. I just told the bro talk some shit, and it worked. And we got onto president. We got onto president, yeah. and look at him now. From the lowest of lows to highest of highs, brother. That's that's crazy. Do you know what, bro? Um, when you asked me to write your fucking speech, I shit my undies. I can't. <laughs> I can't lie. I can't lie. Surprised you didn't have skid marks already. <laughs> But um, but yeah, yeah, bro. That was a that was a that was a good that was a good night. That was a good night. That was I'm so happy that you night. got. I'm so happy you got um president for that. that was cool. I'm happy I got president too. I uh, I just wanna. I also wanna track back, bro. Um, you are faster than I thought you were, bro. Because I had to run after you that <laughs> night. I had to run after you that night. With, fuck, man, you are quick for your size, bro. I've also been told another funny story oh, <laughs> going yeah. off that. Uh, there was a time when you were younger that uh, you were meant to go down to the shop and buy some drinks for everyone, but instead you uh, brought some chocolate coins for yourself. Um, and your mother had a very interesting consequence for that. <laughs> Could you please explain it? I just asked you a question first. Yeah. How the fuck did you find that out? <laughs> <laughs> My bro, we're too too to have a job, and that's our job. That's our job. You know bro. what? I love it. Um. Yeah, would have been, what, early primary days. First time, this is the first time my mum ever let me go to the shop on my own. They were mowing the lawns, and we had probably one of the biggest lawns on our street. So it took a hot minute. I think it was, what, when I started buying the lawns, it took me, like, three hours. It was was a big yard. Um, So mum asked me one day, give me a $5 note. Can you go get us some drinks while we finish mowing the lawn and, you know, bring us some drinks? Because why not? Come back, you know, my little little brain (coughs) saw chocolate. And I got hungry So I saw these chocolate coins I grabbed the chocolate coins Gave them money to the shop owner And he gave me my change So I walked back up the stairs Get home And I'm eating chocolate coins And my mum's like Where's the drinks? I'm like What drinks? He's like The drinks I told you to go I'm like I don't, You didn't tell me to get drinks You just gave me money And said go to the shop So then um, She grabbed these chocolate coins and From me Didn't even bother to share them With everyone else She just grabbed them Threw them under the lawnmower And ran them over Oh Oh. What'd she run them over with? The lawnmower. Oh, wow. And then got even more mad because she had to go to the shop herself to get these um, <laughs> drinks. <laughs> and wow, that's rough. That's rough. Did you at least get to partake in the drinks? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got sent to my room for the rest of the day while they were, you know, doing the lawn. Well, mm. I'll give you, because that's a, such a crack up story. I think that's probably the last time I bought chocolate coins too, because... You know, trauma. <laughs> trauma. Generational trauma. 
I have a similar story, bro. My parents um, sent me to the fish and chip shop with $20 to get $2 chips. Ended up coming home with $20 chips. Um, so yeah, I I I, I, know, I know how I know I know how that feels. I know how that feels. How old were you? <laughs> Sixteen. <laughs> See, when I had to mine, I think I was like six. Oh, bro, you're in high school. You done maths for at least eleven years. My question you still fucking. What do you even do with twenty dollars of chips? Well, yeah, you eat about two dollars worth and then throw the other eighteen out. Yeah, uh, at least to say, I was never given money to go to a fish and chip shop ever again. So I know how you feel, bro. I know how it feels. Um, and we got another food story, oh, and uh, yeah. this is gonna link back in to uh, another topic that we would love to expand on. Um, we were told that. Uh, Back in the days when you used to catch the bus very early, uh, you would lie to your mum and use all the bus money on buying lollies. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please expand off that? Um, honestly, I can't even remember that happening. If it all, if it helps you at all, most of 2017 was like a blur to me because you know concussion gang. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I think this was more intermediate times. I was catching the bus by myself and I was trying to do the math on my head because the bus was cheap. I'm like, sweet, I've still got like 15 bucks on my bus card so I can top it up $10, get me through the week and use the rest of the money to like buy some lollies because why not? Yeah, let's go. You know, and I thought I was being big brain. But, you know, as they say, you can't bullshit a bullshitter mm. and man's got got because I ran out of money faster than I thought I would and mum was like, I thought I gave you money to top up your bus card. And then Anna... No more bus money. Uh, nah. <laughs> so, so because of that, you didn't get to go on the bus at all after that? Oh, no. Nah, she ended up paying for me to go back on the bus because, you know, screw driving me to school mm. that early in the morning. Mm. Mm. But then, yeah, I kind of made up for it. Dangerous, man. It's a dangerous game playing with money that ain't yours, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, never lie to your mother's children. Trust me. It only ends with either coins being run over by a lawnmower or you're doing a lot of dishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dangerous, dangerous. But if you are, if you are gonna muck, muck around with your parents' money, make sure they never find out. Make sure they never find out. It also didn't help because I was catching the bus with my younger sister. So, you know, that didn't help. I had a little snitch. Oh, ratchet. <laughs> oh, well. We learn, bro. We learn. Yeah, yeah, hard. Well, um, before we go into this next topic, this is the good way to show off. Um, we got another photo here. Another oh, photo. <laughs> so, um, could you please explain this photo of you as a young child with a lovely birthday cake? Um, so this photo here is at my uncle Josh's twenty first. So all of my aunties and uncles, you know, fairly young, you know, young parent gang. Um, and then I would be like four. I'm actually wearing Thomas the Tank Engine gum boots in this photo. You just yeah, can't see that. Top man. And this is at one of the schools around the corner from the house. And, you know, having a jam with my cousins. And I fell in a puddle and all my clothes got wet. But they couldn't take me inside because I was soaked. So not only did they uh, just strip me, so I'm completely naked minus the, you know, gumboots. That's why they hit me behind the desk with the cake because no one wanted to see my shit, you know. Mm. Mm. Lovely. Naked baby. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's pretty much what it was. Funny We're story. Cutting We're cutting that. We're cutting that. We are cutting that. No, but my <laughs> uncle. Fucking Patreon link. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Fucking FBI, open up. That's what that is. Nah, that's not happening today. No, sir. 
No, sir. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, anyway, as you can see, my uncle is a fair bit bigger than me at this point. I'm now a lot bigger than he is. So we thought it would be quite funny to see if we could make him take a topless photo at my 21st in front of my cake. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? No. Oh, oh. That would have been perfect. Because it was the local pub and we didn't want to get kicked out. <laughs> fair call, fair call. <laughs> that would be very odd to see a, a naked man in the middle of the pub yeah, behind yeah. a cake. See, it's cute when it's a child, but when he's like a 40-year-old man, it's <laughs> a bit interesting. You know, naked man in public. It's not the same. <laughs> not the same. Oh, jeez. So, um, going off that photo there, it shows that you have a, a strong love for food, my bro. You... You really love eating a lot of kai. I do eat so, a lot of kai. Can, can you tell the listeners out there about um how much kai you eat? How much kai I eat? Well, it's a lot. You know, lifting a lot of heavy weight requires a lot of heavy food. I think I'm eating, what, anywhere between the region of three to 5,000 calories a day. On a normal day, we're looking about four and a half. Food bill's crazy. You know, you still think you got food expenses. You don't even know... I eat enough for a family of four. Jesus. So my food bill is like two fifty a week. For you? Just for me. Holy that doesn't even shit. A, this is why whenever you ask me out to go for food, I say no. <laughs> Do you know how fucking expensive it is for me to eat at restaurants? Mm. When I'm, I'm not paying $30 for a plate of food that won't even tickle my asshole. <laughs> tickle your what, my bro? Can you say that again? Tickle my asshole. You know, it's not even going to be enough for me to want to shit it out. I still got to top it up before I need to take a shit. So we went from talking about your your naked uncle at your 21st day and tickling your asshole. Yum. Mm. But there is a lot of food consumption. That doesn't even take into account feeding other people when I need to. You're right, fine. I just want to say in the outset... Like this one's face as soon as you said that, <laughs> I have never seen a more disgusted face in my life. Oh my god. <laughs> welcome to welcome to the podcast. This is yeah, this it's, is this is tame. This is rather tame. It's to gonna be, be the fair. same tomorrow. <laughs> um Wow, unreal. So um Put that in we, your books. Huh? We, we have a gift for you here to to do because we love to uh, gift people and uh, I'd love for the co host over here to uh, explain. Yeah, so like the bro says, at Tutu, we like to give away a koha that's either sentimental to them or has something relevant to do with them. And this one's quite a weird one, bro, um, because not only is it plain like what is sponge cake, um, <laughs> it's plain because it's white bread. <laughs> and, and we want to know why the fuck did I have to buy you white bread? What is the relevance behind it? Why did I have to get white bread? Well, okay, so um, I've been told another interesting story to do with you, sir. Oh, uh, back, no. back in the days, you used <laughs> to have uh, quite an obsession with said bread, and um, to a point where individuals would have very, very staunch words against you, and it affected you to the point of crying. Uh, could yeah. you could you explain what's, on that? What's my name? Igleek. <laughs> um, oh, you know. Brown boy things, not a lot of money, so it's just, you know, shit ton of bread. Bread and noodles, bread with everything. Got to a point I was eating like half a loaf of bread with most meals. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm a fair bit chunky now, but mm. that's alright. And it got to a point, one of my cousins and my brother used to call me bread boy. Because <laughs> literally all I would eat was bread. I'd be at my grandparents' house, be like, what's there for food? Nothing's food, I'm going to go buy some bread. Well... 
And just munch back bread. Bread boy, eh? Bread boy. And that's how Bread Boy was born. Shout bread. out the Bread Boy. Bread Boy. Well, so, beefy baseball Bread Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the other koha we're gonna, we, we were going to give you, and I shall buy you uh, at a later date when I come back from Tawa, is the licorice. Oh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Why licorice, bro? Why licorice? Um, so, my second year, my nan used to, Oh, no, it wasn't even my second year. My first year, when I first moved away. Uh, my nan lives in Shannon, which is maybe like 10 minutes from Levin. Mm. So for those of you that don't know, the only good thing about Levin is its licorice factory. I'll give it that. Oh, not don't even fight. the potatoes. <laughs> oh, we have the adventure park too. Uh, anyway, oh, the licorice shop. Goated. I went there, would have been, what, what? Labor weekend last year <laughs> and bought like 20 kilos of licorice for like 50 bucks. Holy shit. For how much? It was like 50 bucks. It was mean. It was just after lockdown. I had to take a trip home because my nan missed me. 20 keys. Yeah. But that's how it all started. So my nan would always send me little care packages. So it'd be like a little bit of licorice at a time. But then over time, she would send me more types of licorice. I'd get like, you know, I got the chocolate ones and it was like caramel chocolate ones. And then it was like grape. And then all the flavors they were kind of trying at the factory, but not like mass producing. Mm. So it was gangster shit. Mm. And then my second year, she came up for Easter. And saw how chunky I'd gotten, so she cut me off my supply. She's like, you're getting too fat. If you need a, if you want more licorice from me, you've got to lose some weight. So what did I do? I bought a car instead and drove <laughs> down myself. <laughs> That's some crackhead mm. energy. Cut you off to the supply. Found yeah. your own way to get some more. Hey, miss my little old lady, but, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah. Nice. Every time I go down home, stop and live in. The only reason I need to go to live in is for that licorice factory. Awful cheap petrol. Mm. I mean, yeah. cheap cheap petrol. I don't think you're ever getting any more now, bro. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Price of living is horrendous. Anyway, um, well, you touched on it briefly uh, about strongman earlier, and we understand that you have a competition coming up, bro. I do have a comp coming up. Yeah. So uh, when this episode comes out, he will be competing. He will already have competed, but um. Yeah, let him know, bro. What's 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 the strongman scene, brother? And what are you entering in? For? Um, so it's not. Actually, I don't actually have to enter. It's an invite comp. So it's an invitation. So I was actually quite lucky to be invited. It's the Taste of Pacifica strongman comp up in Auckland. It's a. I think it's part of a Taste of Pacific like um, series that Auckland City Council is running. Mm. So I think it's like a health and fitness expo. So they got a whole bunch of strongmen coming. Mm. So I think they've invited. 10 strong men, strong women, also 10 men, 10 women. And it's gangster because it's not very often you get a lot of shows with this kind of calibre of woman. It's going to be sick. Mean, bro. It's gangster too because it's free for us. There's a pretty decent prize pool because there's not a lot of money in strength sports in New Zealand. Uh-huh. But I think we've got a $1,500 prize pool for men and women. That's all good. So it's gangster. How many competitors? I think there's nine men, eight women. Oh, what the hell? Jeez. 1500's mean. What the heck? I think it's only split between the top five though. That's still a, a fair bit of a bit of poo-tail, bro. Yeah. Um. What are the what are the uh, categories in a strongman comp? Uh so normally it's all just weight class. So there's no age category. It's all weight. So I think it's under eighty kilo, under ninety, under one hundred and five. And as soon as you hit one hundred and five plus, you're with the big boys. And the competition sections. What are, what are you competing? Oh, just open men. I. Um, so the cool thing with strongman is every comp's kind of different. So there's always different events, and all the weights are hectic. Mm. Mm. Um, so the events we got coming up, we have a car deadlift. So we have to deadlift a car for as many reps as possible in a minute. 
Wait, 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 wait. A car. A car. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, wait. it's an old um, Land Rover Mark One. I. I think it is we're using. Oh. One of the old wall trucks. Oh. And you have to deadlift it. Yeah. That's crazy. What so essentially, what it is is like they have like a giant frame. Yeah. And they like back the car onto it. So essentially, yeah. it's like a lever, but you're taking the weight of the car. Yeah. Instead, so instead of putting plates on, you put the car on. The car on. What the frick? And it's like you change the length of a lever to make it heavier. So the shorter the frame is, the heavier it's going to be. The mm. longer. So the ladies are still deadlifting this car too. It's going to be sick. Mean, mean. Talking about your deadlift for such a young fellow, bro. You actually smash. At the weights, and I just want to—I want let the audience know what your squat, your um, the other two are. <laughs> what, are <they laughs> what are they called? Your squat, your deadlift, and, and, your, and your bench. There we go. So that's powerlifting. So there is a subtle difference between powerlifting and strongman. Oh, so powerlifting is three attempts in each. You only get the squat, the bench, and the deadlift. Whereas in strongman, you get a whole bunch of shit, and it's more overhead press based compared mm. to like a bench press. So my best squat so far is actually tying the national record at 312 kilos <laughs> for the junior super heavyweights. My bench press is trash at 150, and I've got a 330 kilo deadlift. When I when I went to your competition, I think it was in 2021. Yeah, 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 Eric. How My old were you? Comp. How old were you then? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. What was your What was your um deadlift then? Three fifteen, right? Three twelve. Three twelve. And now you're hitting fucking three thirties. Disgusting. That's no, my squat. That's the biggest gainer. Like at that comp, it was two sixty, and now I'm at three hundred and twelve. I'm at three twenty soon. Fucking hell. Disgusting. But yeah, like at the strongman comp I got coming up to, it's gonna be me because we got an overhead press called the Viking press. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially like the shoulder press machine you have at most gyms, but we'll probably be doing it with like 120, 130 kilos. Mm. Um, the other events were sandbag medley. So it's a, we carry 120 kilos. It's a giant sandbag, you know, pretty much what you'd expect. Yeah. And we, I think it's 12 meters. We load that into the back of you, have to run back, do 130 kilo, run back 150 kilo, and then have to push the ute. What the heck? And then the final event is a bus pull. We pull a bus. We get put into a harness and have to pull a bus. Fuck. As you do. Yeah. Well, from us at Tutudu, bro, we're just going to manifest a reality here and say congratulations. Because when this comes out, you would have just had um, your conversation. So we're just going to give you a preempted congratulations, yeah. bro. Thank you. Don't know if congratulations or order because I'm going to get schmacked. But no, that's it's all right. Good. Congratulations anyway. You made it, bro. You made it. To yeah. get the invitation is more than enough to say you're a man. man. Hard out, I'm looking bro. forward to it because eh? I'm the young buck in the comp. Because uh, mm. everyone else is like well renowned within the New Zealand strongman scene, and I'm kind of just there. Yeah, like one of the fellas, his name's Stan Cocker. He's um, I think he's two time New Zealand strongest man. He's gone off to the Arnold Amateurs over in America. Like he's unreal. Fuck now. He's also like the New Zealand powerlifting champion and everything. Like he's crazy. Afa Paisi. He's just got an invite to the Masters World Strongest Man over in the states later this year. So like, I'm going up against some mad dudes. Yeah. Mm. I'm, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm probably going to get smoked. Does that push you, though? Yeah, like, it'll be gangster. Like, I'm actually going to train up with most of the boys on Saturday. Cool. But, um, yeah, like, it'll be sick. Mean. Mm. But, yeah, like, get my ass kicked, but learn heaps <laughs> at the same time. Hey, sometimes failure is the best um, foundation for success, bro. So Exactly. Yeah, go Your hard. Idea. Go hard, bro. Go hard. So, um, we're going to... Do a bit of a transition off of that, and uh, we're going to go into something a bit more lighthearted. Uh, 
we're we're wanting for you to talk about your love for hats. We love hats, <laughs> bro. And and if if we could get the camera on it right now, this man is ripping a hat. Uh, there's only like five times I can remember where this man's not wearing a hat. It's usually graduation or anything important. Even then, he tries to put one on. <laughs> well, I mean, at graduation, you have to wear a hat anyway. No, no, that's a cap. Cap hat. When? Did I fucking ask for your input? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, bro, could you uh, please explain um, your um, your in-depth love for hats and where did it come from? I think it's a softball thing. Because, like, growing up for softball, so part of our uniform is we have to wear a hat. So, because I played for so many different teams, I'd always had quite a lot of hats hanging around. And that was kind of just, you know, I thought it just stemmed from that and just <coughs> the collection never stopped. I think I'm at 43 at the moment on my wall. For uh, only 43. Yeah, only 43. Oh, you, you must heard him. He said on his wall. Oh, only on your wall. Yeah, okay. I think I've, yeah. Got a, I've got not a lot of space on my wall left. So I've actually got to hang a couple on my shelves now. <coughs> Jesus. Well, you know, like imagine a four bedroom, like a four wall bedroom. I've got my whole, one whole wall covered and half the other one. The only reason half the other wall is covered is because that's where my bed is. And, you know, I don't really want to. Hit my hats when I'm sleeping because that's ratchet. If there's one hat in this world that you'd want to get, what what would it be? I don't know. I'm a fan of the Boston Red Sox, so kind of just one of those hats, really. Well, there you go. If you're listening to this, if you can call hard this man a Red Sox hat because he's too busy fucked up with two hundred and fifty dollars worth of food, let get at him. Get at him with a Red Sox hat on. And once again, here at Two Thirty, we got a gift for you. Oh yeah, we got a gift for you. And um, so. That one, <coughs> that number 43 is going to be rounded up to 44. So we got a hat here. Hey. So this is a reference to uh, one of your previous stories and it uh, can create a connection because it's a lovely sheriff's hat. Here you go, my bro. Thank you. Please put it on. Yeah, of course. <coughs> yeah. And if you see my hair right now, this is why I always wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There he is. Good God. Thank Look you. at him. Uh, sheriff Eagleek. Sheriff. Carol Sheriff. Nice, nice. Um, why did you want to give him that? Why do you want to give him that hat? Because it's it's a bit funny. Because it's uh, I reckon it develops a connection between not only stories but also through other episodes. If people are smart enough, they could connect it. But we'll go from there. We're gonna play a game now, bro. And it's called finish the sentence. Oh okay, God. so I'm gonna start it off, and obviously you're gonna finish it. Okay. Didn't you hear your wicked words? Every day, and you used to be so sweet. I heard you say, "I love you." <laughs> that my love, my love was an addiction. When we cling, we cling. Our love is strong. When you go, you go. You're gone forever. This is gonna get cut. Okay, here we go. Karma, 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 karma. Yeah, there we go. So we're just gonna cut everything prior to that because you, f- yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, sweet. Um. We referenced that song, and and my mic fucking skills. We referenced that song because there's a particular game, an OG game they used to play back in the day. Up the Sing Star, yeah, bro. Up the Sing Star, man. So we have another core for you, bro. And it is in fact the OG Sing Star eighties. Sing Star eighties. And tell us what song is on the back of Sing Star's eighties, brother. Karma, Karma Chameleon. What you, a song. Can you give us a demo, bro? No, thank you. <laughs> Damn it. Don't worry, Farno, because we already got a demo. <laughs> <laughs> we already got a demo. 
Main bro. Are you So, um, is that your karaoke song, my bro? Might be, actually. If you can't tell by my voice, I'm very athletically inclined. <laughs> Singing, dancing, nada. Nada. Stella can back you up on that, too. Mm. Oh, a peer review. A peer Thank review, you. if you will. You know, but... Oh, I don't think I was drinking. That was my cousin's 21st, actually. Mm. I don't know how that happened. It kind of just came on and we just started jamming. Because him and I used to sing it together. Mm. But I think it was... Everyone kind of put it to me. Mm. You know, fair. But, you know, goated song, bro. Mm. Goated song. This whole this whole game is goated. We're gonna and we're gonna one day hear you sing that song again, bro. Mark my words. And when we do, it'll be on Two Tutu's Instagram page. And if you're not following it, you might as well follow it now, just to be ready for that. Thanks. But a, but a needless commercialization. No, good good ad. That's a very good ad for good people. Thanks. Um. So we're gonna continue on. Uh, we were told a very interesting story recently about a contract that a you of, have. A lot of oh, interesting stories. That you have days. a contract uh, <laughs> between another individual, which we may get on the podcast, or we already have. You don't know. Um, <laughs> could you please tell us about this interesting contract? Fuck. I was wondering why you asked me about this. The bro messaged me about this the other day too. Um, okay. So one of the bros and I have known each other for a very long time and he has seen me fail many a time in my love life. He has seen me try many a thing and it got quite sad at a point and he um, ended, well, started off my second year. It's my phone. Oh, it's yours. It's my phone. Oh, can you mute it? Can yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You um, can answer it if you need to. Yo, answer it. Fuck I'll, you, true. Answer it. It. <laughs> it doesn't really... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know why it's just Stella. Oh. You know, I can't be kidding myself in trouble now. Like I said, oh, I've learned from I your do. mistakes. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so the bro and I, at the end of my first year, well, I would have been 18, had only ever kissed one girl, never done anything more. So him and I conjured up a contract that I needed to have uh, gone all the way, if you will, by the end of my second year, or he was going to... Purchased me a prostitute up to five hundred dollars. Wow! <laughs> fuck. So, um, <laughs> so my bro, could you please tell me uh, what was the outcome of said contract? Um, long story short, we did kind of actually forget about it. Oh, oh. I thought you were gonna say you bought it. Nah, we kind of forgot about it. He, um, fortunately, I don't need to cash it in now. Does um, Stella know about that? No. Well, she does now. Fresh off the press at 2 2. I'll tell her about it after this before it publishes. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Sorry, good, bub. <laughs> <laughs> might be a good call, my brother. Might be a good call. Oh, fuck. Um, you're right. You're right in the back, Steen. Yeah, bro. Yeah, oh, <laughs> fuck. That's a. I hope that, that's a good round out for you, Steen. Because <laughs> it fucking rounded me up. Um, <laughs> well, uh, another thing 
Uh, the other privilege that we have here, uh, Mr. Co-host number two, uh-huh. <laughs> not number one because I'm number one today. Um, oh, it's almost as if you fucking a part of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what cunt? What? Hurry up! So we are, we have the privilege of sitting next to uh, a, a Craven liaison member. Yes, a brave a, if a you Craven liaison member. Don't talk about Fuck it. Fuck! I love saying that. Don't talk about it. No, no, that's a very controversial move to. Um, once again, as we did with the previous episode, we're going to pull up the books. If you don't know what the books are, it's a 2018 record that I started uh, regarding all of our fresh uh, year antics. And uh, we brought it up with a previous member because he was a part of it. And uh, now we're going to bring it up again. So uh, we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to come to our, our, our personal trainer. So this here. Well, we already know from the traits. He is our personal trainer in, um, in the organization. And uh, to begin with, <laughs> fuck it now. <laughs> <laughs> to begin with, uh, we're going to start off with his McGee name. If you don't know what the McGee name is, oh, watch the previous episode. Um, So, brother, we got here in the records that your McGee name was <laughs> Pulls McGee. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you want to explain that you can but I think you've already done it <laughs> um, well that came about well what's his mickey name what? that's his mickey name Jesus Christ fuck me um, so feeding off my concussion story I needed a lot of uh, medication so at one point in time, I had a little pharmacy going in my room. Had pretty much any pill you could think of. I even had a thing called gabapentin, which is something you can only get from the DHB. Almost equivalent to a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> that I wouldn't let them touch. But uh, yeah, it's pretty much any time these fuckers needed anything, they'd come to me for medicine. Um, That sounds low-key illegal. What? Good shit, it's on 2-2, two, two, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, carry on, my man, carry on. Host number one. So um, we got another one of your nicknames, another one of the internal nicknames. So uh, your nickname is the Puller of Birds because uh, you, you, you were very, you put out the energy that you attracted uh, individuals to friends. That you is true, <laughs> yes. As we have spoken about previously. File. I appreciate and, that. And, um... We also note that uh, one, for one of your traits in first year, you were a strong lover of uh, billiards or pool. That I was. You, oh, you want to break that down a little bit? Um, you know, I love for physics because I'm a nerd. Um, up the nerds. Yeah, up the nerds. Nothing wrong with being a nerd, up children. The up the nerds. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you can be smart and strong. Mm. And um, one final thing from the books, which is a quote. Uh Shake my right hand. Which was his fractured hand? <laughs> so it's it's good once again to open up uh open up the books and uh dust off the cobwebs and uh get it done. I tell you what though, going back to the billiard story, that's how we all met. You know, these boys talked about it in their first episode about the pool table and the crave. Yeah. But then it was kinda got to a point we got pretty good. You know, the table at Bryant Hall had a bit of a curve in it. We actually learned how we actually learned how to play pool with a curved table. Yeah. It was actually I don't know how we did it, but we did it. But now we're uh, pool members at 
a certain establishment around the corner. Yeah, yeah. We just, just anyone that's currently living at Brian Hall, man, y'all don't know how much time we spend in that fucking room on that pool table, man. And every time we walk past, Crave and I walk past, or any other boys walk past, it's just so sad to see it unused. Yeah, like that place was full. There was at least 10 people in there any day with, whether it was a drinking night or it was like mid-Wednesday, there was always at least 10 people there. But now it's just dead and it breaks our heart. It's like, wow, we love this place. We were always here and now it's nothing but sad. Yes. You know what my favourite memory of the Crave was though? What's what was? Was our uh, chip-in, boil-ups and fried bread. Mm. Fuck yes. You know, fuck, expect me to remember the food. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all of us chipping in for a feed, a couple of the braves off to grab a munch and cook mm. it up in the up in the crave. But a compound fish and chips. You know, the rest <laughs> of us are there bloody playing pool, watching TV. Yeah, and then when we've had our kai, we let everyone else know that there were leftovers mm. if they were lucky. Mm. And like seagulls, they were running to us. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that was good. So, yeah, you first years. At Brian Hall, stop making it look like the sad. Fucking use that room, bro. <laughs> Make it look like the fun. Yes, not the sad. Yes. Well, um, we got one more photo for you, my bro, yeah, uh, and uh, we're just going to show the camera once again. So here's a wonderful photo from you back in the days. It's uh, you, your siblings, and another individual. Could you please uh, explain it to us? What this image is? Oh, New Year's. So in my family, we had a, oh, for a few years anyway. We'd have a um, little rock pit in our yard and we'd do like New Year's bonfire kind of buzz. So it was always, you know, schmoles, the adults were drinking, we'd get the fireworks going, playing uh, go home, stay home and hide and seek. We had a, our whole fence line was hedged or um, lined with harakeke. Unfortunately for me, I was so big, the only place I could hide was behind one of those harakeke bushes. So I always got found first. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, so that was just, that's pretty much what this is. It was just a New Year's night. Mm. Funny story though, for my 10th birthday, we also did a um, a little bonfire with smalls and, you know, fun over. We, they had just built a new house kind of next to our section. They subdivided, well, you know, old white couple moving right behind us. Mm. And funny story, they actually built their kitchen right behind our swing set that me and my brother used for our um, football goal. Oh, wow. But we had the fence there, so it was okay. But there was one time um, we had the fire going and the smoke was blowing on the windows. Not in it, just on it. And they called the fire brigade. This is my birthday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we rock up and, oh, the, the fire brigade rock up. They're like, do you guys have a permit? We don't know we need a permit. Then, oh, anagios. <laughs> there uh, it is. Just, uh, just another white couple calling the cops on a cookout. Yeah, um, they also yeah. threatened to call the cops you, on us for kicking the ball over the fence. And you can actually cut it. that. I don't want that nah, in there. Nah, nah. Like, you're keeping that. that. No, you're not. Nah. Fuck you. You're not the one who said You can cut that, bro. Even the shit, the out the gate shit I say, I keep it in. <laughs> Well, that's ratchet. I also nearly hit his wife with a dart one time. <laughs> so we have a little shed, and I had my dartboard on the door, and I thought one day, oh yeah, cool. Um, I'm going to go far, as far back as I can and try <laughs> hit the dartboard. I ended up missing it, sailed over the roof, and where the, the roof of the shed is the same height as the fence. So it went over but, the fence. Yeah, so the, the roof kind of slid it over the fence. And it nearly hit his wife who was gardening on the other side of the fence. <laughs> Unbeknown to me at the time. But old mate decided to come around and look all angry. We're all pissing ourselves laughing. 
not knowing what had actually happened. And it's like, you know, the whole just watch out where your shit goes. Yeah. But this was also like a week after he threatened to call the cops and us for kicking on a board over the fence too. So really, y'all didn't care? Do you no, we did not give a shit. We hated these guys. Sweet. Do but we also just found, I found out the last time I went home that I'm at his dementia so he doesn't remember who we are now. Oh. So every time he sees me, he's like, for a few years he hated my guts. But now he doesn't know who I am. So I think I've kind of gotten away from the whole cops buzz. Well, um. If that's a way to solve it, I guess. Do you remember their names? No, we never learnt their names. We didn't like them enough to want to know them. Oh, well. Shout out to the <laughs> lady. <laughs> Shout out to the dart. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, cool. Safe, safe. You know what I thought you were going to say? Huh? What? Shout out to Dementia. <laughs> I was like, don't say it. Don't fucking say it. We did that last time. Shout out to Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to cut that though. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I was going to say it, even though it was the easy one. <laughs> uh, we got, uh, we're at one hour and 20. We're going to wrap Yeah, we're yeah, wrapping yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Um, well, thank you, Igliga, for coming on here. We're going to continue by winding down now. So uh, we we would love for you to um, give some shout-outs out to some people out there that... Um, that affected you, that that you think deserves shout-outs from your perspective? Shout-out to my 2019 RA team at Studville. Ooh. Yes, I said Studville. Um, you know, I moved over to the dark side at one point in time, and I loved it. No regrets. Mm. Yeah, so that 2019 team really kind of shaped me, you know. These guys are kind of cool too. A shout-out oh, to the Braves. Kind of cool. You know, I kind of just rock up to their f- house and ask for food. And <laughs> we all feed each other. It's good. Mm. You know, old mate gave me some food the other day, so it's all good. Shout out to the partner Stella for, you know, feeding into these boys and getting me on here, I guess. Mm. I'm pretty sure these guys snitched on my family, so thank yous. <laughs> thank yous. It's the only way you got that video. I know who you got that from, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you. Um... You know, classic. Shout out to my mama. Mm. Have to. Shout out to my nan. You know, I'm sure she'll be watching this eventually. She mm. can see me. Um, yeah. Um, any advice you want to give to some aspiring students, weightlifters, sportsmen out there uh, to help them push towards any goals that they have? Um, suck it up. Literally just suck it up. If you want to get to a good level, you're going to want to, you have to sacrifice. You're going to be days you don't want to do shit. Suck it up and do it. So like I'm in a kind of phase at the moment. Like I'm actually aspiring for Commonwealth for powerlifting this year. And there are days I'm kind of overtraining. I'm like, no, fuck this. If I want to compete at internationally, we've got to suck it up and get the job done. So, mm. yeah, suck it up. Uh, next question is, um, what's your dream travel destination? Um, definitely Europe somewhere. Anywhere yeah. specific? No, just everywhere. Funny thing is, actually, um, Junior Worlds for powerlifting are actually in Romania next year. So Stella and I are planning a trip with our mates over to Europe next year. And then, yeah. So hopefully we get to kind of travel. Uh, actually, no. My fa- one place I want to travel to, I want to walk to the top of Mount Olympus. Mm. I thought of that now. It came to me. You know, concussion brand slowed me down a bit. Well, um, anyone uh, anyone out there that can give the man a, a scholarship to go to Greece so he can climb Mount Olympus, there you go. And um, That's it, eh? No, uh, 
Well, fuck, I guess I'm going to ask it. Uh, well, I think we may have already known, but we're still going to ask you, my bro, what's your favorite, what is your favorite game? It could be a sport, it could be, it could be a video game, it could be other things. Nah, I'm going to stick to my day one love, softball. Yeah. Good call. Beautiful, beautiful. That's the only sport I've never stopped playing. Mean, bro. Oh, well, finish this up, brother. Fuck our co-host is lazy today. Um, well, here at TTD, we would like to thank uh, Eggleg for coming in today and um, sharing his uh, well, worldview. Well. And we really do appreciate it here with the media team and, and the co-host from TTD. So uh, thank you, Eggleg. And um, from us here today in the studio, unlike last time when the co-host fucked the, uh, the outro, oh, I fucked it then too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? No, Brian Hall. Thank you. Oh, look at that. We'll leave it on there. Thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you.